we're going to read from John 15. Are we reading all the way to verse 17, Pastor Mike? Okay. I was just looking up there, and it said 7, so I just want to make sure. All right. From John 15, we'll read the first 17 verses, the vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call your servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other, the very words of God. Our text is verse 4, where the uh, emphasis is on the reality of, of the remaining in, remain in me, and I also, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the, in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So that, that center here. Congregation of Jesus Christ, this, this is another sermon request that we had uh, from already back in September, I think it was, where we, we had different people submit sermon requests. And so we've been touching on those uh, as we could through the evening services mainly. This one comes in, in relation to the reality in our culture of, of people being so busy and not having that time to, to remain in, to connect with the Lord and with things of faith. And that's, 
that's something that we, we see around us and in, in, in each other, in ourselves, in our children. There, there is just a, a sense of, of busy, busy, busy with everything. And, and so things of the Lord, things of faith, things of, of devotion tend to, to be pushed out. And so that's, that was the, the sense of, of the, the question, the suggestion to, to focus in the God's word too, where, where we make that priority, where we remain in touch, where we remain priority on our faith, on the Lord, on being near to him. And so there's no better place where that is, is outlined than here in the Gospel of John and the words of Jesus in chapter 15, remaining in Christ. Just to, to set the, the equivalent for us, I thought it might, it might be, because you, you think too, what, what is it to remain in Christ and Christ remaining in us and, and our experience, if you even use that, just that little phrase, remain in, remain in, we would say like remaining in touch, remaining in touch with. So remaining in Christ, remaining in touch with Christ, to, to stay in touch with. And we, we say that more commonly, right? We want to stay in touch with, with friends and with family. And, and so that, that sense of how we live that out in a very busy culture, remaining in touch with things, with people. The first uh, example of that is with family and friends on Facebook. How many of you Facebook? We have some Facebookers here, yes. Facebook, what is that? What is that, Ralph? <laughs> Very good. It's, it can tend to take over. It's, it's, yeah, you constantly in touch people highlighting things on Facebook and just updating and, and keeping in touch. It's, it's kind of fun. It, uh, it can take uh, hourly attention in people's lives. It's, it's just that people can throw up something on there and then you can respond. And then it's... So, so the other day too, when, when the snow started, when it turned cold... Then, then one of our church members put up an apology on Facebook, hey, because they put out their lawn furniture, and so it was their fault that the snow came. You never do that, because otherwise, but it's on Facebook. You see that, you think, hey, that's great. And then I recall that I had, I had taken Stephen's motorbike out on Saturday just for a minute, just so, yeah, just to start it, make sure it ran and everything else, so it was my fault that the snow came. And so it's, it's fun, right? It's, it's good. It's nice. But it, it can become quite consuming. And then if you start to add things to it, like now, do you have a Twitter account? Do people have their Twitter account? That's, that's the next thing, right? And so you, you tweet back and forth. I have one, but I forget to check it. I'm, I'm not really... But some people have that all the time. And on my Twitter account, I can follow uh, Harper. He's on. So whenever he says something, and it pops up to me. So 
Harper's talking to me, our prime minister, right? And then, yeah, I guess you could respond. I never respond there, but yeah, you, that, that, you can keep going with that, right? You can hook into people's lives all over the place, and people do. And they're on there, and they're, and so, yeah, and then there's Instagram pictures sent around, and I don't do that at all, but some people, that, you, you send a picture here, a picture there, and look at this, look at that. And so, all of that is there. If you read the, the latest banner, did you read the last banner? There was a piece in there about uh, technology as an advantage in ministry. It had the 10 different levels. Yeah. So, so there is an advantage on the one, yeah, it, it, as, as Reformed believers, we recognize that, that things can be transformed for the good. Absolutely. So these things can be used in a very good way. But they can tend to, yeah, you are trying to remain in touch with all of these things and all of these people, and then there is less and less time to remain in touch with with your faith and with the Lord. And so that's, that's one of the senses of this, this question. Then you have, the secondly, the reality of work, remaining on top of things at work. You have to remain in touch with your work at all times. And we get that more and more, where people at home and yet in the evening or, or on the weekends, you're, you're still checking, check for a minute. Because, yeah, you have to. You have to do that in order to remain in touch, to remain on top of things. And so there's the distinction. And so work tends to uh, take over. And, and you just check, and you just do a few things, and you just do a little more. And, and I'm guilty of that at times, too. I just, just check for a minute, and, yeah, just see, and, oh, okay, and take care of this, take care of that. And it just never ends. And then there's no time just to step back and, or, well, less time and say, okay, this is even my devotion time. Everything gets, gets pushed. Better check. Better do this. So that's the pressure as well. And with the cell phones and with all of the connectivity, the necessary things keep pushing in and the, uh, of work and life when in fact the more necessary things of faith get pushed out. So that reality. And then all of our interests and things, keeping up with all of our interests. That's, that's something too. Our, our pastimes, our hobbies, and even shopping. Hey, look at that. One of those popped up on my screen last week. And by golly, you could get two pairs of shoes, one free, and, and with a $10 discount, and I did it. So for 20 bucks, I had two pairs of shoes, and unbelievable. And so you were like right in front of you, right? You're just in the morning, and then boom, sail on. And, and it, it draws you in, right? It, and, and we get that, tweets and calls and everything. Barb's membership with the fabric store has my phone number. <laughs> 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 it's 
So I get this fabric, big sale at Fabric Lab. So I pass it to her. And she said, Always, right? That, that kind of thing. So, so we, we and, and we are open to that to a degree, a great deal. We don't want to miss a deal. We don't want to lose touch of, of things and people. And, and all of that winds us up in such a way that remaining in Jesus is tough. It's difficult. It's it's challenged. And so just those few examples to, to give you that sense of in our lives, in the lives of the people at this time, it was a challenge too. But for us, it's a challenge too. John 15 needs to speak into our lives. And, and Jesus is really saying here, let my word remain in you. Let, let me speak into your life. Let me identify the, the important things, the serious things, the necessary things. And the old sense of abide. It's a lovely word, actually, abide. It's, it's become a, a little dated, and so it's been translated now more remain in me. But, but abide, uh, in my sense, a more peaceful, uh, quiet, in tune with the Lord that we abide in him and let his word speak into our lives. And so that sense of, of knowing God, Jesus as our creator, as our redeemer, in all the other remaining in things that we can easily forget to remain in Christ. And the picture he gives is of a tree and a branch and some fruit. So you see the branch there, you see the fruit, and you have to remain in the branch, you have to, or in the, in, the, in the trunk, remain in him. Jesus is the focus and the center, and here in John 15, he gives that beautiful picture to remain in him in a very uh, complete, it's, it's a very organic, it's a very, very basic to life kind of way. That's the picture, that we have to really see ourselves as, as part of him, part of what Jesus is doing, our faith central to our life in every way. So that's the wonderful truth before us in a world that calls us away from that, to take that center again, to really live and to really produce good fruit. The, the, the verse on, on the other side of this, in all of, our, all of our doing other things, verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And then we need to realize, apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's quite striking too. In all our covering work and, and trying to keep up with everybody and thinking we are accomplishing so much, apart from me, you're really doing nothing. And, and we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste our lives. We don't want if you say to me, Pastor Mike, you're doing nothing, or if I say to you, you, you guys are doing nothing, you say, well, that's, that's, I want to do something of worth, of significance. But if we lose that center our faith withers and dies, and we are really, though we look really busy, 
So we feel that we are accomplishing things. Without that center, we are doing nothing. So that's a, a striking uh, contrast to, to see that busyness uh, that is apart from Christ and to set it in its uh, much less central place and have Christ at the center. Now, John 15 beautifully puts uh, out that word of Jesus inviting, encouraging us to remain in him. And he outlines some reasons, a number of reasons why. John 15, verse 1. Very nicely, this beginning, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Why would you want to remain in touch with Jesus? Because he is true God. From all eternity. These are the I am statements of Jesus. This is one of the seven from the Gospel of John. And, and they all want to give us the sense of, yeah, Jesus is the true God. So, so of course, you would want to remain in touch with him. And, and it's amazing that he even invites us to remain in touch with him. That, that is a truly amazing thing. You can hook into the Stephen Harper's Twitter account and follow his comments. But here Jesus invites you to hook into, to be part of, to, to engage in his word, his will, his truth. Much greater, much more good for you, for your life, for everything that you are involved in and about. So that's the central uh, picture as John 15 begins. Jesus saying, I am, I am. From Exodus 3, God's name, I am who I am. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus is that center of our lives, that we have him as true God with us, speaking to us, inviting us into a relationship with him. So that's the central truth of, of why we would want to remain with him. If you, if you have Facebook too, you know there are people who want to be friends with you, but you don't friend them. You have to friend people on Facebook. They can apply to be your friends. Wow. No friends. <laughs> if you wanted to, and you had it set up, you could, you, could, you could pick. I'll let you be my friend, you not be my friend. Jesus says we can be his friends. And that goes on here. It, it, that's why we read a little more in, in John 15. Uh, Greater love has no one than this. He lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends. Click click. Jesus lets you onto his Facebook page. He lets you see everything about him. He lets you see his heart's desire. And, and he wants to encourage you and, and just walk with you each day and speak into your life in every way. And so, of course, that would be what we would want to have in response. Jesus, our Lord, watching over us, caring for us. So that's the first thing. Second thing, John 15, verse 2, 
where it speaks that he actually works in our life in a, in a, a fruit-bearing way, the sense of uh, pruning, pruning, so that we will be fruitful. Pruning is necessary in terms of vines and branches. Uh, a few weeks ago, I pruned uh, some of the, the bushes in front of our house. They were uh, blocking the front window. So I take them down. Then, then we have the light and they're fine. They have to be pruned. Things have to be just kept in order. And so here too, that, that our lives need to be pruned when all of this other stuff gets in the way, when work takes over and, and, and our life is all leaves and branches. It, it looks like that fig tree that, that Jesus cursed. There was no fruit on it. But it had a lot of branches and stuff. And so we feel too. We're busy and, and a lot of leaves, but there's no fruit. And so, here again, to prune away the excesses of, say, social media, to, to always be hanging on, on all of the things that come in, to always be responding to all of the things that press in. We have to set, uh, let our Lord Jesus prune those things back so that we can focus on what his will is. And then we will bear fruit. That's the significance there. I think part of that too is, is in terms of some of the interactions in our culture, all of these electronic interactions are quite, quite uh, superficial. So that if, if Jesus prunes that back and that, that you would actually say, well, I'm not going to text I'm actually going to phone. Well, it takes longer to phone. And what if they're not there? Well, actually going to phone them. Actually going to talk on the phone to someone. Or you're just going to text. And the Lord Jesus works in your heart. You know, really, you should talk to them. Just talk to them. Listen to them. How do they sound? And then you can talk to them, and you can say, you're not sounding so good. Is there anything, instead of a text that's so impersonal, right? Even an email. Yeah, you can't, the, there, there's a whole, in terms of, of how you deal with people, you text or email or phone or see them face to face. It, it depends on circumstances, but yeah, the 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 more significant, the more important, the more personal. And so to, to have that sense of Jesus pruning our, our, our understanding of how we interact with each other so that we interact well and that the pressures of time and everything are replaced with the real care of Christ. And so that's a reason to keep Christ at the center and have him guide our lives in those ways. Third thing, 15 verse 4, has that very strong sense of, of an organic work of Jesus building into us. Uh, John 15 verse 4, where Jesus says, uh, you remain in me, but I will remain in you. Whoa, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that he will remain in us. His commitment to us. So you wonder, yeah, how does this all work? I 
I struggle to remain in him. But even in the Old Testament in Isaiah 5 that we read, that, that Jesus continued to reach out and into the lives of his people, covenant faithfulness to us and our children. And so you see it sometimes in families and situations too where, where people pull away, where, where a child or, or someone will pull away. And then you think, oh, they are not, my loved one is not remaining in Christ. And it is difficult. But then we have on the other side Jesus' word, I will remain in them. I will continue to reach out to them. We continue to pray for them. We continue to work with them in the, in the trust and the hope and the knowledge that, that Jesus has has set his sights on them. And that's a wonderful comfort. And to know that in our lives. And, and between, between our trying to do the work of the Lord, he is continuing to work in us and in those around us. So that's a beautiful truth that we can see as we draw close to our Lord Jesus, to walk closely with him every day, that closeness gives us that comfort that where, where we are unable at times, he is able. So that, that picture of remaining in him, us are remaining in, in him, he remaining in us. Beautiful picture of comfort for us. Now, as, as we look at this, we recognize, too, how God continues to give us help and hope. He uses this example of the vine because they were very common in that region. People knew about vines and branches. People knew it took a lot of remaining with the vine to produce fruit. Now, I, I don't know the full details, but it, it is... It is the kind of crop, it's a fairly high intensity in terms of keeping an eye on things and, and making sure everything is, and the farmer remains by the vineyard, in the vineyard, near the plants, taking the time, remaining with them day after day. And that, that sense of, of care is beautifully there. And then the sense of growing strong and, and as as that plant grows strong, the, the work from the roots going up through the stem to the branches giving life. And there are these pictures, like we don't see the roots very often, but if you, uh, I, did you find a picture with a plant and the roots and everything? Yeah. Like there's as much root as there is above, right? if you actually compile all the roots. I mean, so that sense of, of remaining in, being rooted in, we are rooted in our faith. We are rooted in Christ. And the water and the nutrients reach up to us on the branches as we keep our faith centered, as we are grounded in our Lord. That's one of the uh, beautiful pictures that that is... Uh, part of this remaining in and Jesus remaining in us and we remaining in him that, that he, is, he is the root of our lives and to be in touch with that, in tune with that as, as those followers of Jesus 
in the discussion back and forth, there is still that, that question of, okay, how can we remain in Christ and Christ remains in us? There is this back and forth. If, I, if you remain in me, I remain in you. There is a, a, a picture in the Bible that we try, to, we try to do that. We try our best. And we try to, to have a routine in faith. I hope each of you do a, a prayer time, a devotional time, that, that you, you reach out to God, right? Reach out to Jesus, that you set that routine. And that includes maybe Bible study, maybe worship. And there is, there is a context there. And, and I just wanted to demonstrate it to you. We did this in Mexico, Peter. I don't know if you remember. But let me just hear. If, if you give me your hand, and, and now we try to hold on to each other, right? And then if we pull, right? Just, just pull. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can manage for a while, right? But after a while, the hand would get weak, right? But then it says in Philippians 3, verse 12, that Jesus takes hold of us. And so if we try again, and if we go like this, and, and could we hold on longer like this? Yeah. So this is how Jesus takes hold of us. This is the grip. And so even if you let go, see, then Jesus still has hold of you like that. And remember we sat with that couple, and that, that, that lady, she was unsure about and so we shared with her, too, the, the sense of Jesus takes hold of us in, and, and his grip. So, so we can talk this morning with e or this evening with each other and say, well, yeah, sometimes my grip is weak. Sometimes I, I'm so busy with all kinds of other things. And even my worries prevent me from, from really walking closely with the Lord, really feeling in tune with him. And then we have to... The, the sense of I remain in you. Philippians 3 talks about it. Uh, Jesus has taken hold of us, see? And, and he will not let go. And that's, that's a beautiful comfort that we have in, in all situations. So this remaining in, uh, remaining in us, our remaining is a challenge. And we continue to... to work with that. We have to recognize that and we have to continue to, uh, to do our best, no doubt, but that we have the confidence, the assurance that Jesus by his spirit as, as we remind each other, as we as a church continue to encourage each other, as we do take the time to place our Lord clearly at the center, then he will work in us and bear much fruit. That, that final sense of fruit bearing uh, is, is also very much uh, part of, okay, now we let, we let Jesus, we, we seek to have Jesus work in our lives so that we can bear fruit, bear fruit for him. One of the, the, the more common examples of that is, is just in our giving that we would give to the works of ministry, right? That we support things. So we had our, we had our offering this evening. But then, if, if you make it a little more personal, because it says in John 15, verse 5, uh, much fruit. 
he talks about bearing fruit and then he says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. What's the difference between fruit and much fruit? I'm, I'm thinking if, if we give for Calvin Seminary today, right? Say, okay, that's fruit. Then we think for a moment, who's at Calvin Seminary? Charles and Heather Van Hoffa. And so they've built into our lives. We continue to be supportive of them. So that's, that's more fruitful than just saying, well, okay, we send some money there, and we know they do wonderful work, but Charles and Heather are there. And as we support the work, then, then we see Jesus at work, and, and we, th we, we are encouraged. It's more fruitful. It's more fruitful. And that fruit of Calvin Seminary blessed us here last summer, and much fruit is being produced. So to, to be close to Jesus, to see what he is doing, to be faithful, then we see more fruit. I can add more fruit. Our son Paul just applied to Calvin Seminary last week. And so our support of Calvin Seminary is going to help my son in September when he goes there to study to for the ministry. And so there's more fruit. And so if you, if you walk close to Jesus, if you keep seeking to serve him, then, then you do what you can, and then more fruit. And so that's the picture. There's another example I thought of in relation to um, we have working with our youth and, and now the mission team to Victoria, where, where if they like to give to World Renew or to give to World Missions is nice, but, but now to have a team going is more fruit. And then with that team, now August team is leaving on Wednesday, and there's more fruit. And, and being involved in some of the Mexico things or the BC thing, yeah, Wayne showed pictures of Vancouver. So now Victoria, this trip, and there's more fruit. And so, as we walk with Jesus, as we seek to work out our lives in conformity to his will, we see more and more there is fruit that comes from it. And that's what Jesus wants to work in us and through us, to be fruit-bearing branches strongly focused on his central purpose in our lives, that we would live for him and see him working in and through us for his honor and glory. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father,